first ever Talk Nintendo podcast where we do just that every other week for your listening pleasure. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and alongside me today, as always, the one, the only, Perry Burkham. Yes, and I do believe that I am the only Perry Burkham. I think I might be one of the few male Casey Gibsons. I tend to tend to be female names. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a rare breed, you know? Casey Jones, the coolest... Casey in the world. Well, second coolest, right? Second. Well, I guess coolest uh, character. Ca- coolest fictional Casey. I can, I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Because you're, you're a real person. I am a real person. Now, Perry, I got a question for you. What's that? Let's say I'm a listener and I stumble across this Talk Nintendo podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to assume, okay, they're going to talk Nintendo. Pretty pretty obvious. But yeah. What can they expect when they actually dive into the episodes? Well, they can expect a lot of fun, that's what. I sure hope so. Yeah, um, we're going to be talking about games that we've played recently, uh, news, gaming news, mostly around the Nintendo culture. Um, The only culture, some might say. Yeah, because everyone knows that, I mean, everyone really does know that Nintendo is the best, so. Clearly, you know, let's just let's get that out there right now in front. That's why we're doing this podcast, and we will also have a game of the week segment and uh, another little segment at the end of this episode, and possibly in future episodes that I will leave as a surprise. But I bet you will enjoy it. Yeah, I have a feeling. Uh... It's going to be interesting for sure. It, it goes into something that uh, I think many of our listeners might have experienced a little bit of, but I don't know if they've truly dived in as deep as we have. Yeah, I hope to be the catalyst to a whole new uh, career for all of you people listening right now. I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now... Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to be bounced around early on in the uh, first couple episodes to really nail down, uh, hopefully, a, a good structure that will be somewhat base, uh, somewhat regular. And, of course, you know, we'll be changing in segments here and there as we go. Hey, Casey, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Yeah. Well, as what a Nintendo gamer does in 2016, they play JRPGs, so... Um, and with that, I've been playing Seventh Dragon Code Three or Seventh Dragon Three Code VRD. Oh that makes man, sense. I, that title makes a lot of sense. Especially when I screw it up. <laughs> yep. All right. What I've been playing is Seventh Dragon Three Code VFD for the Nintendo 3DS. It's uh, a little game published and developed by Sega, and it's actually the fourth installment in the series but the first to hit the states and it's a, it's a really fun game I, I've honestly it's one of the funnest games I've played 
um, so far this year. Um, it's a, a JRPG, and the story starts, you're running up to this game, it's called Seventh Encount, and it's po super popular in Tokyo, and everyone wants to play it. And what it is, is it's like a virtual reality game, so you go up there and you create your player, and so it's sort of- So this is like real life? Yeah, this is real life. Okay, in the game. So like, you, Casey, have a 3DS, and you turn on the game, and then you are a person in a real world going into an arcade? Yes, exactly. Okay. And so what? it's sort of like the Etrian uh, series where they start you off where there's no characters uh, or your party members. or They're not you know set characters, um, all custom creations. They have a number of different avatars. And uh, I think it was three classes to start off. So... You first create uh, a three-man party, and then after you're done with that, it's like a virtual reality game within the game. So you go in there, and then you're shot into this world, and you're fighting dragons, and you're fighting in, uh, random encounters. Pretty standard fare for a Japanese RPG. And you'll go through that, and you know it, it's pretty much the tutorial level, getting you used to everything. And then you, you blow through that pretty easily. And then when you come out, it's... Uh, brought on to you that they want to talk to you now, uh, the, the creators of this game. So it turns out they've been using this as a test bed to find uh, dragon hunters and find people who would, you know, have enough uh, energy and, you know, qualifications to what they think could be a good dragon hunter. Because you find out that the seventh dragon is coming to destroy Tokyo and now it is your mission to stop that from happening. So why is it the seventh dragon? Is that because this is the seventh game? No, this is actually the the fourth game, the third game in the in the I believe the trilogy, and I, there's another game somewhere else in there. But it's there's seven true dragons. So oh, what the part, the main goal of the game is you need to destroy the six true dragons to complete the um com compend ah to complete uh the research needed to actually defeat the seventh dragon gotcha. so yeah so to do that like i i believe one uh, they already have one or two specimens that's you kill the dragons and you get the specimens for the research so you don't actually kill all six but your goal is to go and kill off the remaining in order to get all of this the six um specimens to be able to defeat the seventh dragon now to do so, you actually go, you time travel in this game, which is pretty cool. They they send you back in time uh, into the future, and it all, you know, um, depends on when these true dragons attacked time periods. So you're going back in time to kill these dragons to get the specimens, and then you come back to regular time. Gotcha. So it's a pretty cool story. Um, it's... Like I said, I mean, it's not groundbreaking, but, you know, it was entertaining enough that it kept you going along and you felt like it, there was a true purpose to going through these time periods to to get to the dragons. And um, throughout the game, you unlock more classes and a second and third party um, that fight along with you. You fight three, but you can get backup moves where, you know, after a certain amount of turns elapse, you know, they can jump in and give you some support. You know, whether it's healing or, you know, curing or buffs, like raising your attack power. But 
uh, throughout the game, there's a couple different points where you actually have to split up your teams, and there'll generally be three paths, and, um, you know, Team A, you'll go down the first path, and you'll go as Team A, and you'll, you know, you'll do your objective. Then when you're done with that objective, it pounces back to Team 2, and then they go through their objective, and so on and so forth. Um, I know a bunch of people actually had a problem with this because they felt like the forced switching of the parties, you know, was a bummer and they didn't like that. But I actually enjoyed that because it gave you a good chance to, to mess around with other classes that you might not have. Um, yes. when, I when I started the game, um, you know, I felt comfortable with my party and I was, I was you know, going through having no trouble. But I actually ended up using that party the least by the end of the game because all the other uh, classes I felt like were more fun and, you know, had a better dynamic Groups. You know, that reminds me of... I haven't played a lot of JRPGs. I did play Xenoblade uh, last year. Um, and there was this insane boss. And I had been using Shulk and some other... other I can't remember. And then I ended up having to not use Shulk and use a different... Is the... Uh, oh, the girl, the... Uh, the Shyla? No, she was the... Maybe that was it. She was the uh, mage, the... Or whatever. I get, I'm so... I really don't know anything about JRPGs. But, <laughs> she, I mean, she had a completely different way of playing. I didn't mm -hmm. even, like, realize. Anyway, and basically, I used her. And then, by the time I beat that boss, I was like, I'm really good with her. And I just steamrolled the rest of the game. So, yeah. I don't know if it was like that. If It's kind of like that with you. Yeah, I actually ended up um, using... There was pretty much waves. When you unlock the second team, you unlock a couple new classes. And then when you unlock the third team, you unlock a couple more classes. And in that last set of um, classes, the Banisher, what a badass. He uh, shoots, like, you have, like, a stock of bombs. And then to use your powers, you use the bombs and you need to reload. And uh, that ended up being my favorite. Uh, some massive damage from a, a couple of his moves. But the good thing is that when you get experience with one group, all of them get that experience. So you didn't need to, you know, feel like you had to grind because one of your parties wasn't used as much. So I enjoyed how they did that where, you know, it, it, there was never really forced grinding to catch one team up to the next. Cool. That is good. Yeah, so I, I felt like that was fun. Um, now, the most fun part is killing the dragons. So when you go into an area... Uh, it tells you, you know, there's 25 dragons here. So when you're going through the maps um, or the dungeons, you'll see, you'll get random encounters, and those are just random enemies. And then you can actually see on your map uh, little circles, and those indicate the dragons. And that's really where, you know, the meat and potatoes of this game are. You want to go in there and you kill these dragons. And early on, uh, they're pretty tricky. Um, but eventually you get to the point where you're just rolling them pretty well. But it's still right. super satisfying. And then ultimately you work your way to the end boss, and then the bosses are pretty challenging. Um, but fair, like I said, I, I had to grind a little bit. I just beat the game the other night, and I had to grind a little bit to beat the final boss. But otherwise, I thought you know the the game had nice pacing. It's about a, a twenty eight hour, you know, anywhere probably from twenty five to thirty hours to That's beat the amazing. game. So See, it's yeah, it's a pretty brisk RPG. That sounds you know. appealing to me. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I highly recommend this game. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, the music is amazing. Now, I'm going to Yuzo Koshiro, 
I probably butchered that name, but um, he was the composer. He's worked on other Etrian games and actually on the Kid Icarus for 3DS. And oh, so yeah, he's yeah, got a a, amazing. a bit of a pedigree of uh, you know good good music, and this game lights out. I mean. I love the gameplay and, you know, I loved it all, but the music is really what stands out so much to me. Um, I ended up, like, I've been humming, you know, the, the, the Hub World song, you know, for the last week when I'm at work, you know, in my head. You know what, Casey? What's how that? About, how about we play that song for the everyone right now? Right now? Okay. Oh, it sounds so good, doesn't it? It does sound very good. Yeah, it's catchy and it keeps it going, and and really a lot of the boss battle music is really fantastic too. Um, I was actually the latest uh, radio trivia from uh, Nintendo World Report. I was hoping that they'd put Seventh Dragon on the latest episode, but they didn't. But it totally it could probably warrant its own show just talking and listening to that music. Now well, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> we could. Now the. Um, the game comes with a few down things, but my biggest beef uh, would have to be that there is no 3D in the game. Wah, wah, wah. Yep, and I know uh, you're a huge fan of 3D. Yes. And, and I it, yes. I uh, that's my favorite part about 3DS is the 3D. I think it makes all the games look gorgeous. Um, I have a Vita, and. I think that it doesn't even compare to the 3DS. Seriously, like I think the games are more beautiful, and I mean, I just I when I turn it off, I just think, oh, this is this game is ugly. So <laughs> I mean, it's not ugly. It's just, but I mean, it's just, oh, this is so much worse, and I have to turn it back on. No, I, I love 3D, and I hate when 3D games don't like 3DS games don't have 3D, like Pokemon. Like, yeah, that it's, seriously they're taking the, they're taking such a shortcut. Yeah, now, it, and it turned that whole Pokemon off for me. But now I think the reason I, I don't know a hundred percent, but I'm almost positive that this is a, a DS port, um, mm-hmm. which would make sense that they didn't have 3D. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's but, a really a shame because the environments in this game are amazing. Going through, like especially later in the game, it's just like. I, I was looking into the background and in the surroundings, and I'm just my whole time I was just thinking like, oh, these would look so good in 3D. But right. I guess you know. But does the sprite work good? I mean, you like the sprites? Well, yeah, it's actually polygonal. Um, oh, it's, I mean, sorry. Yeah, okay, no, it's no. Polygonal. Yeah, the the character design, you know, are they're good. Uh, you know, it's a 3DS game, so they're not crazy detailed. But um, right. no, I, I, like I said, the pre- the presentation is really nice and. It just really, like I said, I would have just loved to seen some of these environments in in 3D. I hear you. But enough of Seventh Dragon, and instead of hearing me yap on for another half hour about more games, let's jump over to you. I uh, you've been playing something uh, a seminal game in the DS world, if yes. I believe so. Um, I have been playing one of the most important games of of all. That would be. Brain Age Express Sudoku for the DSiWare. Yay! Nah, that's a good one. That's a good uh, one. It's a classic. It's a classic for a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. I thought it would be funny to have the first game I talk about be a Sudoku game. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But Brain Age, honestly, it's remember the good old days of Brain Age, where you know when that was like the coolest thing ever. I loved Brain Age when it came out. Um, yep, I, I got it. Uh, I believe on launch day. Heck yeah, it's it's awesome. And um, this game, I mean, it's like a little download, and you can check your Brain Age and like do the little tests and everything every day. Um, I got it on Club Nintendo when it was offered as a reward back in the good old days of Club Nintendo. Rest in peace. Yeah, when you got rewards that you liked and um <laughs> isn't that funny that and like I mean, back back when everyone had it you oh, mean you don't well. love discounts oh i love my 30 percent discount on every game that i've already owned yeah i know I, that's my biggest thing it's I, I always end up already have purchasing everything yeah. full price <laughs> yeah and um but anyway uh so yeah i got this with my coins and i thought it'd be perfect to have on my 3ds for any time that i ever have a quick moment and it is, and I have had it for years, and I play it all the time. And um, and one thing that no one ever talks about on the DSi is the awesome GIF uh, icons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the move, the moving picture icons that that the DS and the 3DS don't have, but the DSi does. I was and gonna it say always, a thing of the past. Yeah, and it stinks because it's awesome. Um, but. It's such uh, a little touch, but that it adds, you know what I mean? It just right. adds that that little layer. Well, it's not not only is it cool that, that it just is a moving picture, but it actually shows, like, my progress on the home screen of my 3DS, you know, through yeah. the game, which is so cool because I look down and it says, like, you know, you're 21% through. So it's just, I don't know, I just a like nice that. A nice reminder. You know? Yeah. So Like, come back, come back and get up to 25%. <laughs> come on. Yeah, and, come, uh, a little egg and yawn. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Ka- uh, Dr. Kawashima, whatever his name is. Uh, but also, it you know, it kind of hits all those awesome DS bullets with the, uh, you know, you play it this with a stylus, and you play it like the book, like the book style. Is yeah, that... I, I always enjoyed when games did that. Yeah, it was always fun. I think comfortable holding your hand, you know, and it just, and like you write the, num- the, the number, and it, you know, it just puts it in there it feels really good it still feels good like yeah today. like you said uh it, it feels nice in your hand holding it like that and i i know a, a bunch of games tried to do that back on the ds when it was they'd all try to capitalize on all the unique features yeah but it seems like a thing of the past for the most part yeah so um yeah the only thing i can think of on the 3ds that does that is the luigi boss fights in uh uh and Mario and Luigi Dream Dream Team. Team. Yeah, that game's awesome. A very underrated and overly hated game, I should say. Yes, that game is amazing, and you everyone should play it. Um, but and those those Luigi scenes are awesome. Like I remember when it happened, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Because you turn it sideways and you use the stylus. And Although so I would good. recommend, I think Paper Jam over Dream Team. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, they're I have mean, you I, have you gotten around to Paper Jam? Oh, I beat Paper Jam. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we both wrote little oh, yeah, that's review right. that's things right. on NintendoWorldReport.com for that. Yeah, um, the review revisit. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 would, I just don't know if I can say that one is better than the other. I, lo- I love them to death, both. So They're so charming. I, I love it's those games. It's just like favoriting my kids. <laughs> I just can't pick one, even though I don't have any kids. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah sudoku it's awesome you should oh. get it it's on dsi it's a it's a perfect uh 
It's just a perfect pick up and play game. Actually, I have a question about it. Okay. Now, is it just, is there any different game modes? Is there like a versus? Is there a, a leaderboard or a, even between maybe friends, you know? Or is it just strictly bare bones Sudoku? Uh, well, it has, it ha- like I said, it has the brain age training, mm-hmm. which is really fun to check every day, and it has a bunch of different games in that, but, like, as for, like, features, I don't think it has anything like that, because there's no, like, friend codes or anything. Okay. Individual 50 code friend codes. <laughs> 50 digit friend codes. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. It's That's just, how they get your brain great. age up, by remembering all these friend codes. Yeah. And I have, like, the XL, the new 3DS XL, and I always launch it in the uh, original, uh, what do you call it, scale mode, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's small, but it looks so crisp on there. So I just, you know, DSiWare, we'll, we are going to miss you. Rip in peace. Yeah, the good old days, the good old days. Yes. But, Casey, so I know that you like... RPGs, Japanese RPGs. I, I know sure like do. Japanese games. Could you possibly be playing another one? Another Japanese game. Um, hmm. I sure am, and this one's even more Japanese, if you could believe it. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. Oh, uh, I can believe it. Yes, yes. The the Atlas Nintendo crossover with uh, SMT and Fire Emblem. That ended up being pretty much neither of those games, really, that much. Uh, more Persona feel to it. And I'm, I'm really enjoying this game as well. Not, honestly, not as much as Seventh Dragon, which I would have been, it, I would have never have guessed that. Um, considering That's, Seventh yeah. Dragon, I, I heard um, impressions from Guillaume and Neil, both from uh, Nintendo World Report, singing its praise, and I decided to check it out on a whim, and... Tokyo Mirage Sessions has been one of my uh, most anticipated games since its announcement, what seems like forever ago. Yeah, like 50 years ago? Something like that. Uh, But (laughs) it ended up, I I mean, I really do like it. It's a good game, but it has some some flaws to it, too. Um, So, for starters, what is Tokyo Mirage Sessions? It is um, a J-pop, you know weird game it, it really is weird it's very niche very Japanese um, you take the role of Itsuki um, and you're thrown into Tokyo and um, you and your friends end up getting involved with uh, you know an entertainment company and trying to push being an idol but at the same time there is um, some really weird shady stuff going on uh, with different you know, Performa, which is, you know, each character has Performa within them, and the Performa is getting sucked and stolen away from these people, and they're disappearing. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, funny. I said it's strange. <laughs> um, so pretty much, you end up having to go into the idol idolosphere, which is what the dungeons are called, and um, you go in there, and it's sort of like a... a alternate universe like you're in the same area and but it's you know it's weird and there's uh mirages which are the uh the enemies running around so in this game again it's a three three man party so each character has a mirage which is pretty much like when you do your special skills like they they'll 
attack for you. And each, so you're going and now when you're attacking enemies, they each have weaknesses and you don't know right off the bat, obviously, but you'll find them out that, you know, some are weak to sword, lance, bow, some are weak to, you know, fire, ice, you know, your, your standard fare. Um, and when they're weak to it, you can session off of the other person's attack. So say I do an attack that's weak, makes uh, a sword attack, and they're weak to it. Now, my next party member can do a fire attack based off that. And then the next person can off the fire attack can do a lance attack. Which is really fun and really satisfying for the combos. Um, and you can just compile big damage. And it, it's really helpful, especially for bosses, you know, to take so, out large chunks. Right. So... So when you're playing through the game, do you feel like you're getting better at the at that system? Um, not. Or is it just pretty simple? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, I would. I felt like they could have added another layer of depth if you could have decided not to session. For instance, um, sometimes enemies are you know resistant to ice attacks. Now in your chain, the third person is an ice attack. When they attack, it pretty much just cuts the session off. If even if there were members after that, um, that ice attack, they just won't go anymore. Now it would have been cool if you know some of them actually drain the the attack and like send it back at you. So when that happens, like which is very rare, I, I think I've only encountered it two or three times. Now if they made that more prevalent and like had options of like oh I don't want to session off this. I think it could have been a little deeper, but pretty much you always want a session. If you can session, there is, there's no reason not to, pretty much. Worst okay. comes to worst, it's just going to end early. Gotcha. Now, as you go throughout the story, um, you unlock more and more characters, and you'll be cycling them in and out. You know, um, Unlike Seventh Dragon, they don't get experience if they're not actively in the battle. Um, sometimes there's like equipment that can, you know, or skills that'll say you will get experience sitting out, but not all of them had that. So you're pretty much cycling characters in and out almost on the regular, like, you know, a couple battles, you know. And what they can eventually unlock is a skill where they can session despite not being in the party of three. So this is really when you start hammering in big damage because you can start sessioning six, seven, eight, nine times and that's, you know, huge damage, especially um, for bosses, it's big. But even when you're just fighting three or four regular enemies, um, you'll kill one and the session will continue on to the next one. So it's really beneficial, obviously, uh, to, to be sessioning. Now, where the, um, the negatives come in are... Well, before I get to the negatives, with the items, um, they have four skills on them, and you get experience to level your character up, but you also get experience for your weapons. And when they level up, um, you unlock new skills. You can, you know, add them to your character or you can, you know, disregard if you don't want them. And this is cool. I really like this system. But when you max it out, you need to go back to get a new weapon, obviously. Right. That's not new. But the problem is getting the new weapon is a process. Now, when... You're in the dungeon. All right, I gotta jump out of the dungeon, go to uh, go to Tokyo. 
then I need to go to my home base, you know, which is the, uh, the office. Then I need to run through the office into this other area, and then I need to run across the ramp and talk to this person, and she shows me all of the new items I have available to me, which is great. However, then I need to go, okay, this is what I want. Are you sure? Yes. And then there's a little cutscene of, you know, them making... It's, it's cool the first time to see it, and you can skip it, but it always starts. Like, there's no way to just skip it outright. Like, you have to let it go for a second, then skip. And this really, really throws with the pacing of the game. Um, because when I'm in the dungeons, I'm, you know, just nose to the floor. I'm grinding it out. You know, I'm having fun time sessioning off these guys. And each, each dungeon is, you know, designed phenomenal. Like, they're really well designed. Each one has, like, a different puzzle or gimmick involved. And... Honestly, every dungeon I've done, I've loved. It's re and really beautiful, really fun. And I love being in the dungeons, or the idolosphere, if you, if you will. But, I will. <laughs> but when you need to go back constantly to get new items and, you know, carnages, they're called, and different, you know, skills that way, it really can take you out of the game. Um, and it's sort of, like, the load screens aren't so bad. But they're a little, like a little long to the point where it's like, oh, I gotta go all the way back, and you know, and I gotta. It's just added frustration. Exactly, and then it's like, all right, and when I'm back there, I'm gonna get items for all my characters because I don't want to come back again for a while, you know. So all of a sudden, that one little, all right, I gotta start the animation and cut it off real quick. All of a sudden, I'm doing that five, six, seven times, you know. Then I'm going to my other skills and doing doing it again and. It just adds up where where I'd much rather just be in the dungeon doing work. I'm out here flipping through menus and, you know, skipping cutscenes. I, I imagine that while you're playing at least one point, you said out loud, come on. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like I said, you really get into it, and, like, the dungeons are so much fun that you just want to keep rolling. But, yeah. you know, it, they sort of force your hand because if my item's maxed out... I'm not getting any new skills, and if I have one waiting for me back there with all new skills that I can, you know, either upgrade my already existing skills or get new ones, it's like, well, I don't want to be doing all these battles and not accumulating this experience for new items, you know, it's just sort of wasted on that. Sure. So, that's that's my biggest, you know, bummer with uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, but overall? Overall, I'd, I'm... I'm positive on the game. I, I like the game. I would, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. I would recommend it to people who really like JRPGs and don't mind like the super niche J-pop idol, you know, story because there's yeah. a lot of it. Especially when you start diving into the side quests, um, which you don't obviously have to do, but I would highly recommend doing them because first off, they flush out, they flesh out the characters way more you get to learn more of their personality and what they're struggling with yeah there's but a lot of personality in that game there's yeah there definitely is and it, it's some of the side quests are really goofy um for instance the one character is um she's casted to do like a soda commercial and the director wants her to be more like promiscuous sexy and in order to do so for some reason she thinks a cat 
has these traits. So I'm running around Tokyo looking for this cat, and and then you find the cat, and then she just grills the cat for like five minutes, just looking at it, like having a stare off, and then suddenly she's ready to go for the commercial. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely strange, but All I would. Right. But not only does it flesh out the characters, it adds um, different things like ad lib attacks. So. You'll say I'm gonna do a lightning attack, but then every once in a while it'll trigger um, an ad lib attack, which is you unlock as you do these side quests, and it it's, does way more damage and it'll damage everyone. And then there's also like duo attacks where these two people will do a song together, and this comes in for when you're chaining attacks together. Sometimes you'll trigger one of these duo attacks, and it resets your. Um, uh, your session so say you're seven deep then it resets and they all do it again so you get to you know 12 13 turns and you know that that's a complete game changer when you're fighting a tough boss but that's enough jrpg goodness for one episode i think um i believe you were playing something not quite a japanese role-playing game it's definitely japanese though but it is definitely japanese yeah. What have you been playing? I have been playing a little game called Hyrule Warriors Legends. Now, this game is a Dynasty Warriors game. A Musou game, if you will. A Musou game with uh, Zelda characters. And, and when I mean Zelda characters, I mean every single Zelda character ever. A plethora. Yeah. Uh, although, I... Uh, there's no lineback, which is, you know. That's a, just a crying shame. You need lineback. It is a crying shame. He'd be so perfect. Yeah, but anyway. I really don't know why. I, I could see I it could being see it. so good with, like, the boat attacks, you know, and him running away. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to be up front here, and I just like to be open and honest about why I buy things. And I bought it because I wanted to play as Tingle. I mean, every boy's dream, right? Yes. Finally come to reality. I mean, I went, I bought my Tingle tights, and I went and bought this game. Um, I really, I like the game a lot. I mean, it's not my favorite game in the world, but it's it's fun, and it's good on the, on the 3DS. Um, the, uh, the 3D on the new 3DS is good, but it kind of slows the frame rate a little. But uh, I like to play... With it on still, um, I, I know you said you like to play with it off uh, yeah. the 3D, just the faster frame rate, which I understand. It actually doesn't look that bad without the 3D. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad looking game. Um, and yeah, it, one of the few games that I purposely turned the 3D off on, but like you said, it, it, not necessary. Yeah, um, like the characters' models are awesome. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like the character models are like one of the best on the 3DS, but the environments kind of look like... Nintendo 64 games, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can't really see, like, the depth isn't that good. Um, they had to uh, give up a little something. Yeah, and I... I mean, they did support of a Wii U game. I mean, or... Now, they, you never played the, the like, Wii U Wii. version, right? Right, right. And so I, I do want to get it, though, now. Especially because you can use the download codes. I didn't know it came with download codes for the Wii U version. That's really cool. See, now... It looks amazing on the Wii U. It, right, and, right. And, like, a lot more enemies will show up, you know, just because, obviously, the 3DS has to give a, a little bit. 
Right. My biggest, like, what I would die for would be, like, a cross save. Because that, like, for me, I played it on Wii U, and then I stopped playing it, you know, after a while. And mm -hmm. then I, I, I re-picked it up for 3DS. Way better suited on 3DS, in my opinion. It's a good right. pick-up-and-play game. But it would be nice, like, if I was at home to play on with the beautiful graphics, you know, and then take that save file on the go. Right. But. That sounds like NX territory. That, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I hope something like that happens, but, um... Yeah, I like the game. You, you. I mean, like, what happens if you don't know what this game is? Which I didn't know really anything about it when I got it. Um, pick a character. You know, you usually have a list, like a little short list of people you can pick, and uh, you go into this level, and it's like a themed. It's there's some really cool, like crazy attention to detail. Like there's a whole level based on Skyward Sword, and like you fight the imprisoned, and just like the game, it's really cool. Um, it was really fun because Skyward Sword is one of my favorite Zelda games and I loved revisiting it and you can play as Jirahim or whatever I don't know is that how you pronounce it? Jirahim I think Jirahim Jirahim and uh, uh, you can play as all the bosses you play as Ganondorf it's amazing honestly um, it's just like the biggest fanfare game I've like ever seen yeah it, it's just it's a lot of fun I mean and they, they take it I mean, they really, the attention to detail is pretty amazing, so, I mean, they take it pretty seriously, like how, like, it's like an ode to Zelda, and, um, uh, my favorite character has to be Tingle, still, um, or, not Tingle, sorry, Tingle, <laughs> sounds like Tingle, Linkle. Linkle. Yes, that has to be my favorite character, I love the crossbows, you know, some characters just work completely different, um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Linkles, that's like the debut of Linkle. I think that's the only game with Linkle in it, right? Yep. Yeah, she's awesome, and I really enjoyed playing with her. Um, as for the game, the only thing I could say is just, you know, the missions are all kind of the same. And after a while of doing this, I mean, it's fun, but after a while, you know, you just kind of want to move on to different types of things, but... Uh, you get into the game, you run around, you you take out outposts, and you it's kind of like a tower defense, kind of, where you're going around the map and, and taking over, and taking over, what are the... Different, like, castles and forts. Yeah, um, what are they, uh, not a, it's not the, what's the main, not the outpost, but it's the, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're called. Little little clubs of, of enemies, and you, you take down the... the uh... Oh, yeah, like the little yeah units or whatever, and then they yeah, have like... I can't think of... Yeah, yeah. they have like the, the the master or whatever, like the, the chief, and then you got to kill yeah. him. And, like, and, then yeah. you, and then you take control, and then you have some of your Yeah, your reinforcements there. come. And then, uh, so you take control of all these areas, and then, but most of the time, you're just running from different areas because different things are going on the map. And uh, so hopefully you have uh, more, you know, you can control more than one person and you switch to the other person and then they can go to different parts. And it's that was pretty... such a huge addition for the 3DS version. Like so, being able to switch characters, I felt was like a godsend. So you can't switch characters at all? Um, now, On the I, Wii U version? I don't think they patched that in, but that was a new feature to the 3DS. See, now that is insane I, that's what doesn't make any sense to me because like that's such an, a vital essential part of the whole thing so yeah exactly really because weird. 
some of the maps are pretty pretty good size so like I know my frustrations when I played it on Wii U would be I'd be like okay I'm going up over here I'm taking over the castles whatever and then all of a sudden like they're like your home base is in trouble and I'm like well crap it's you know I gotta run all the way back and like I killed most of the people on the way back so it's just me sprinting all the way back kill it and then I gotta sprint all the way back you know right which I, I do that you do that a lot still in this game but I mean if you have multiples you can cover the map and just yeah, literally you touch you just touch their face on the touch screen and then it it goes to them and you can play as them it's really awesome and I don't understand how the Wii U version doesn't have it that's really weird um, so that's why I'd say I even though I haven't played it what what would you recommend I guess which version um I would say 3DS, hands down. Um, unless if you really just want to play something super pretty, because it really does look great on the Wii U. Um, obviously, you're going to have more character, more monsters are going to be able to spawn around you. Um, I found sometimes in the 3DS version, when like when you're taking over um, an area, you need to kill a certain amount of people before like the, the head honcho comes out for you to kill him and take it over. On the 3DS version, I noticed sometimes that I would be waiting around, like, okay, spawn, spawn some more people so I can do this. The Wii right. U version, that's not really an issue. Cause, oh, see, that would be really nice. But. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they definitely had to give up a little with the 3DS version to make it run, but like you said, it, it's pretty still, incredible it, that a Wii U port... It's quite impressive. It's quite impressive oh, no, for it's, a 3DS game. It's awesome. I mean, it really is, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't discount it. A lot of people are you know like to bash on the game like to say that it's like just dumb and I mean I've lost many many times in the game because it, it can be super hard so um, it's yeah, a I fun know. game there's a, there's skill definitely involved in how to do stuff and I know me fun. going in like just hearing people like oh well it's a muso game is sort of brainless you know you just you know whatever time yeah. kill but yeah and I I, admittedly, I played like that on the Wii U version, and there'd be times where, like, they'll be like, your base is in trouble, and I'd be like, ah, whatever, like, I'm fine, I'll just keep pushing, you know, I'll just keep pushing right. forward with my mission, and then all of a sudden I'd fail, and I'd be like, yeah. you know, I'd be like, god damn it, you know, like, ugh, and I'd get frustrated, but when you actually, like, realize there is more to it than just pushing forward and killing what's in your way, like, there is a little bit of strategy involved, yeah. and, you know, I... Again, this is really my first Musou game. I never played any of the Dynasty Warrior games, so yeah. once I got sort of in that mindset, like, I had way more fun, you know? And and honestly, like, this game does not make me want to play other Musou games, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I, I really am only playing it because of the Zelda skin. Yeah. It's a good Zelda skin, though. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> you know? yeah like you said, they really, the attention to detail, um... There's so many characters, and each character has, you know, a bunch of different items you can unlock. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. And, um, no, it, if you're a Zelda fan, I would definitely give Hyrule Warriors, whether it's for the Wii U or 3DS, definitely give it a shot. Definitely. So, Casey, I've heard that you've been up to some monkey business. Some monkey business indeed. Uh, I've been been going bananas, if you will, over here. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're doing that. <laughs> with that's my, a little that's my knee, I'm slapping. Okay. <laughs> with a little Donkey Kong Country three for the Super Nintendo via the new Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a mouthful. Now, 
I, Donkey Kong Country is one of my all-time favorite series of all time. I played the original three back on Super Nintendo when they came out. You know, I was just a, a wee lad. I was probably like six or seven years old playing those games, and they've stuck through with me, you know, through Returns and Tropical Freeze, which is one of, if not my favorite, Wii U game. Um, yes. It's just, one of mine. It's fantastic. Fantastic. But this port... I've, I was thinking, like, all right, I want to go back and play Donkey Kong game. And normally, I, I jump back into DKC2, uh, which is my favorite. But, and then sometimes I'll jump back in. I haven't in a while, actually, the first one. But the third one's always sort of the, the odd man out. And I think that's generally sort of how it's received with everyone. That it's the weakest of the lot and, you know, that it's not as memorable. And people don't like it nearly as much. So, um, I think right now I'm going to tell the people listening that we tried to record our podcast two days ago, and a stupid thunderstorm came, and my electricity went out for, must have been a tenth of a second, but that was, that was good enough to destroy all of my audio. Um, so, since then, I have purchased this game and played a good amount of it. Well, then you can I, chime right in with me here. I am going to chime right in with you. Um, it's, a, it's a very fun game. Now, this is your first time ever playing it, right? Ever. Which is crazy talk, especially since you fancy yourself as a Donkey Kong kind of guy. I, it, Donkey Kong Country is, is like one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, and, and then... It's like one of my favorite Wii games, and then one of my favorite Wii U games, and one of my favorite 3DS games. <laughs> so, so you owed it to yourself. I love Donkey Kong. Yeah, and it's just I've never had. It's funny because I have the original on Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country. I had the second one on the Wii Virtual Console, and then I haven't had the third one. And I've wanted to get it on portable, and it happened. And so I was like, for goodness' sake, I'm gonna get this. And so I got it, and I was playing it, and it's a lot of fun. It, it's first and foremost. These games are perfectly suited for the go. Um, to be able to play a level or two, close the clamshell, put it in your pocket, and then pick back up later, they're perfect. Especially with the um, the save state. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. I don't use them in level, but as you go through, like there's a save area, and you know it's there's like one per world. So like sometimes you got to beat three or four levels before you get to it. So to be able to have that save state where I can just save wherever I want to is a really nice addition. And oh, yeah. as many people probably already know, the Super NES emulation on the 3DS is perfect. Spot on. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's really a f I mean, unless if you have a SNES laying around in a cart, this is the best way you're going to get it and it's you know what, like I said I, I know it's sort of the dark horse of the the first trilogy, but there's really no reason for it to be the dark horse. Um, the the level design is super fun. The it might not have, I'd say the first two soundtracks, you know, are probably better. But there's some really good stuff in Donkey Kong Country Three. Yeah, I definitely agree with the soundtrack. <laughs> That's one thing that I'm like, this is actually pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, it, it's overall it's not as good. Um, but there there are a couple gems sprinkled in there that I'm like this. This is Donkey Kong Country, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, people hate on this game, too. Um, and I know part of it is because of Kitty Kong. Uh, 
Uh, or Baby Kong. <laughs> I, th I think it's Kitty Kong. Well, regardless, yeah. I don't know why they got rid of Donkey Kong to start, but I, Diddy too. I know. You know, no, it's I, weird. It's weird to think that Diddy Kong is playable in like more games than Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's just so weird. I mean, it, it's a good thing they kept Dixie in because that hair twirl is my favorite thing ever. It is. It's great. It's like a tanuki suit or like a, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just nice it to have that little floating. Especially, um, I'm not sure if you've gotten up to it where, you know, bees are going up and down and you sort of got to time it right. Like to have yes, that extra I little. Yes, I just got to that. Now, yep. um, there are some weird designs with this game. Like, generally, if you've played a Donkey Kong game, you know, you go into the world and you just go left, to, you know, you you move left or left or right and then you just you know slide to the the next level to play this one they have like an overworld map that you could sort of explore it's a little weird um i don't hate it it just seems sort of unnecessary so it's a little strange that you can sort of explore I, I guess they were trying to you know add a little something new to the franchise because you know that that hadn't happened before um I could take it or leave it, you know, it, it didn't break it for me or anything, but it, it just seems sort of like, I wish I could just get right into to the goods, you know? Yeah, it, it's, right, it, it's, I can take it or leave it too, it's kind of fun, like, it, it's kind of fun to explore a little, because it is a little, and like, the sprite work is so good, you know, Rare had that really nice, yeah, they, um, they really knew how to, to make I it mean, look I mean, it pushes, pushes the Super Nintendo to like the limits, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, uh, I kind of, you know, I really like the the overworld design and stuff. But then again, it's just like, you know, I just kind of want to play the levels too. So Yeah, I just, like I said, it's really, I wouldn't say it hurts the game, but it doesn't really add too much, you know? Right. But I want to touch real quick on this one level I actually just played today that I thought the game, I don't know how far you are yet, but it really actually ramps up pretty difficult in the, the later levels. Um, I'm getting close to the end. And the one level, it, it was, uh, you're in the jungle, obviously, and it's like storming and it's thundering and lightning, and they have lightning coming down, you know, a lot, and you need to avoid it. And, oh man, I, I probably drained like 20 lives on this level. Um, but I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, this... The, that's one of the probably the funnest level I've played in uh, in DKC3, and I, it is nice that I feel like this game has a lot of you know good ideas throughout. It just I guess never fully came together like uh, one and two did, you know. Right. You know, and honestly, Kitty Kong kind of grew on me. Um, <laughs> like honestly, I didn't think it was that. I, I it's kind of I just don't like it when he when he. The, like when you die and, oh, and he like starts crying and it's just like the ugliest thing it's like <laughs> shoot that baby you know but I like I like like he has like jammies on and like like <laughs> and his pacifier. feet like yeah, it's just it's so weird Rare is so weird it's just like why didn't you just have Donkey Kong and Dixie Kong saving Diddy like why is that so hard like yeah <laughs> I, I mean he has the whole it, he has like a different like he has like he can, you know, Dixie can throw him, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, he I can, like... I he, haven't really got into that at all, but... Yeah, yeah there's some bonus uh, barrels that are high up where you need to, like, have him pick her up and, like, throw onto an area so you can get up there and then you can jump in kind of thing. 
Right. But, yeah. yeah, so I would just say if anyone, if you haven't played it, you know, what's the Super Nintendo or what, 7 or $8 on the 3DS uh, Virtual Console, um, definitely a fun game. Um, I would recommend... Definitely worth it. I'd recommend the whole trilogy, but if I had to recommend one, my personal would be two. I believe yours would be one. Yes, I would recommend the first one as well. I mean, I like the second one. I think I like the first one better, though. Um, I just like Donkey Kong and Diddy. I like the, the two of them. I just like how they play. Yeah, the dynamic. I, mean, I, I love Dixie and Diddy. I like them, too, but I just... it's And it's the one I've played the most, so... Yeah, yeah. All right, and that's enough uh, hearing me blabber about games. Um... What we're going to do now is going to take a quick breather, and when we come back, we have some news talk for y'all. Sounds good to me. We are going to talk about the news. Yes, now, we are. Yeah, like the news, you know, it comes, it goes. Uh, you know, some some stuff is bigger than the other stuff, but we don't care. We're just going to talk whatever we want about whatever we want. Yes, we are. We've got a couple things to go over in our news section here. We're going to go over uh some of the physical releases that just came out, go over some eShop stuff, and then we have a, a couple more uh, bigger things to talk about. But before we get into that, I think it's somebody's anniversary that just passed the other day, uh, as we actually uh, hinted at earlier with our failed recording. It was on the 25th anniversary of the Super Nintendo. We're two days past that now, but... Oh, I thought you were going to say my parents' anniversary, but... That's they do, okay too. They do share a very a very important day with a very important piece of hardware in the gaming universe. Yes. That is you're right. The Super Nintendo turned twenty five this past Tuesday, um, and I mean one of the all time seminal systems, you know, a, a system with a library probably arguably the greatest library uh, of any console ever. Yep. Some amazing classics, not only from Nintendo, but from third parties, and it was really just a, a great time to be alive. Um, I was pretty young when it came out. I do remember playing games, but if there are so many, so many heavy hitters on this system that are that still stand the the test of time today. Yep, I'd say that almost every Nintendo franchise that is represented on the Super Nintendo has like the best of it. I mean, you know, with a couple exceptions, but still, you could probably make an argument for each one. Yeah, you, you've got your Zelda, you got your Metroid, you got your Mario's, you've got your Yoshi's, you've got Star Fox, Metroid, F Zero. You know, I always wish I wish there was a Wario platformer on that system. It probably would have been the coolest. That yeah, I'm surprised that it missed it. You know, it, it seemed mean, like every franchise was getting their shot on the Super Nintendo. I mean, for goodness sake, it has a Virtual Boy game. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe they held out on the Super Nintendo games so they could give it that uh, that Virtual Boy exclusive. I, I bet they did. I bet they were doing it, and they're like, you know what? This has that cool depth thing. Why don't we just put it on, on the, the Virtual Boy? Have you ever played it? Mm-mm. I actually own a Virtual Boy. You have and a Virtual Boy? Yes, I do. Oh, man, I am so jealous. Yeah, man, I, uh... Um, I want one so bad. I bought that a long time ago off eBay. I got it, like, I've got the box, I've got Virtual Boy, and I've got, like, eight, eight, ten games, give or take. Oh, my goodness. That is yeah. awesome. It, it, it's a trip to bring out every once in a while, but... Oh... Do you have Wario? I do, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, man. It, That's it's, awesome. It's crazy. Um, before we jump out of this, do you have, uh, you know, your top two or three games that you would, uh give for the Super Nintendo top top I'm gonna say top three um, top three games my favorite games uh, let's go with Super Mario World I know that's a you know that would be on mine I as love well that game a country and Earthbound very nice a, a very good top three yeah what about you I think, hands down, my favorite Super Nintendo game is Zelda Link to the Past. Mm. Um, Super Mario World is up there, probably, you know, 2, 3, and then Donkey Kong Country 2 um, probably rounds out my top three if I had to pick. Yeah, I might shove Donkey Kong Country out for Zelda, but but they're Honestly, all so though, good. It, yeah, you really can't go wrong. Um, you could probably bust out a top ten, and there'd still be games that or worthy oh, that yeah. weren't in there, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's jump back 25 years into the present, <laughs> and let's talk about games that were just released for the 3DS. Um, last week, we got Metroid Prime Federation Force. Heck yeah! And, yeah, now uh, we had some early impressions on Tuesday when we did our first recording that died, but I've played a little bit more, and I gotta say... I, it's surprising me. Uh, I I didn't have super high hopes. I mean, obviously, I wasn't as down as many people were, where they were hating on it before ever playing it. But I went in with tempered expectations, and I've been pleasantly surprised so far. Yeah, I was. I've been looking forward to it ever since it was announced last E3, um, and I got the Blast Ball demo, and I liked. I thought the graphics were good, but I wasn't too jazzed about that Blast Ball game, but. Um, like it was okay. I mean, it was really cool just out of nowhere, but it wasn't like my favorite thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, we will definitely be talking about this game. Yeah. I think that might get a full blown segment of its own in, you know, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, yes. I just finished seventh dragon. So now I'm really diving deep into Federation force and that's going to be a game, uh, you and I will be playing a lot of together. If you're listening to this right now. You need to have that game and play it. I mean, it's just, it's its really, really good. That's it's, my early it, impressions. And it's seamless uh, to play online, too. I haven't had any lag issues. Um, granted, I'm not going to lie, I haven't put tons of hours into the online play, but anytime I have played, um, you know, no issues finding people and no issues with any lag of any sort. Yep, it's an, uh, it's an awesome game. Don't let the haters get you down. Another game that I don't think anyone is hating on that came out last Friday as well, Style Savvy for the oh, 3DS. Oh, baby. Now, 
I've seen a lot of people jazzed up for this game, and I wasn't sure if it was ironic, but it seems to actually have quite a fan base. Sure. Um, a lot of people, I guess you, you run and you manage your own boutique, and there's, I guess, you know, trying to grow and tons of different outfits and stuff. There is a demo available, as well as a Blast Ball demo for Fire, uh, Fire Emblem, for uh, Federation Force. So if you're on the fence about either, check out the demo. Blast Ball is not the greatest representation no, of it's the, not the, the final product. I wish they would give you... I wish the demo included, like, one mission to really get a feel for it, you know? Yeah, it really should. But... But you should but just buy the what game are you gonna anyway, do? so... Um... Then we could jump over to the eShop. Armor Krog came out, which, um... I didn't know a ton about, but looking into it, it, it looks really cool. Uh, it's got a really unique art style, stop-motion clay animation. Beautiful um, game. Yeah, it looks really nice, um... It's a point-and-click adventure from the creators of Earthworm Jim, which, you know, obviously has a, a pretty a high pedigree. Um, that released... Actually, that was a weird release. That was a Tuesday release um, for eight ninety nine for the Wii U. Uh, I, I'm debating about picking that game up and giving it a, a, a check-see because yeah. it looks really interesting. Yeah, I think I will, just, just seriously just based on the aesthetic alone so yeah it, it almost has that um that good feel vibe to it where they you know they take that that like you know one art style and really ramp it up mm -hmm. but um let's keep on moving forward for the wii u download you've got shadow archer Ooh, i don't know what that is <laughs> yeah i don't know too much about that one um, and then for the Wii U Virtual Console, we have Super Mario 64 DS. It doesn't get more uh, simple than that, folks. It's Super Mario 64 DS on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yep, SM64DSWUVC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, that uh, that might be a pretty sweet uh, grab because of the analog stick. Yeah, it, it'll be nice to play with analog stick, and that game had a lot of really fun mini games, and like the ability to change up your characters uh, was a nice wrinkle. And Casey, guess what? What's that? I've never even come close to beating Super Mario 64. <gasps> yeah. You monster. I know, and I have DS. I have the DS version, and I have the Wii U Virtual Console version of the 64, and. I didn't grow up with it. That's why I I didn't. That's why. Okay, just get off my back. Okay, <laughs> I okay. I didn't. I, my family is poor. True story. None of my parents or family has ever bought me any sort of video game ever. Really? Yeah, never. It's not because like they hate video games. It's just because they just hate you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I I mean it was just it's kind of like a they think I should be doing something allocating your time better yeah which they didn't nothing against maybe it was against video games but it wasn't like they hated it or anything it's just like they let me play them you know so mm -hmm. um but they never bought me anything so that's why i didn't have acts i only had hand-me-downs from my older brothers who weren't like super into into video games too much but that's why so check out super mario 64 ds or 64, however you like. I, I would say I did play it a little on my 3DS, the DS version, and um, analog stick is, or the circle pad is really nice, and it 
feels a lot like um, uh, 3D Land because it has that run button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I 3D Land's my favorite Mario game. So, um, yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's a 64 is a classic. Um, if somehow you're like Perry and have never played through it completely, that's totally a game uh, that you owe you owe to yourself. Yeah. to play and that you one. Can play you, as you do. Wario. That's yeah, so I mean, awesome. What else could you ask for? You couldn't ask for anything more. That's all I want is a Wario game. Exactly. Now, along the lines with uh, Super Mario 64, if you like that, you might just like Japanese rail sim 3D <laughs> monorail trip to Okinawa for the 3DS uh, download this week. It is only $19.99. One installment. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a, a heavy hitter. Um, have you ever actually played any of these games? Uh, no. Nope. They, they have demos for some of the other ones. Um, have you? It's weird. Yeah, I downloaded the demo once because I was like, I gotta see what this is all about because they keep releasing more of them. Um, it is really weird, isn't it? It's pretty much you just ride on the train and you get to see some views and then you gotta stop the train at the right time into the station. Sounds like spirit tracks. <laughs> yeah, but <not> except it's fun. <laughs> minus all the substance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, then we got yeah. I don't know if we really want to go too much more into that one. Um, no, let's go around to pixel paint. Pixel Paint, uh, again, uh, not much I really know about. But the next one I do know a little something about. The Legend of Kusakari. All right. That that one has, speaking of Zelda, a very Link to the Past, uh, Link Between Worlds aesthetic. And that one's about you are the man who cuts down the grass for the heroes to battle through, you know, when you go through a link to the past, everything you know, there's grass and bushes around, but for the most part, it's 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 pretty kept up pretty well. Oh. And now we know how. Now we know how. That's funny. Uh, the game looks pretty cool. Um, it's actually uh, gotten pretty good reviews that uh, I've checked out. And for four ninety nine, I'm probably gonna buy this one. And you know, next show I'll probably be able to talk about it uh, cool. even just a little bit. Sweet. Going on to the 3ds virtual console. Do you like Street Fighter? I sure hope so, because otherwise you are out of luck, my friend. It, hey. Why, why, why don't you give them a rundown of all the Street Fighter goodness we've got this week? Okay, well, I mean, you know, if you like Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, then you'd probably like Street Fighter Alpha 2, and you'd probably like Super Street Fighter 2, the new Challengers. And wouldn't it be great if you could get those all <laughs> on the same day? on the same system, on your favorite portable. Well, you can get all three for three small installments of seven ninety nine each. There you go. Uh, um, I don't, I've never really gotten into Street Fighter, never, to be honest. I've never have. Um, I'm not I'm not much of a fighter uh, outside of Smash and, you know, a little poke in here and there, but very casual. Yep, me too. I totally. So, I don't have I have nothing to say. Let's just move on. <laughs> and for the last uh, for the last of the eShop roundup for demos this week, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. Have you played? Are you a Phoenix Wright player? Uh Yes and no. Uh, I bought the trilogy and I beat the first two games. Oh. Okay. And I started the third one but never got around to beating it. Gotcha. I have um, I have the fifth one. And I've played like a good, I think I've played like two and a half things in them, two and a half cases. And I really like it. It's just one of those games that it requires 
all of your brain power to enjoy because yeah, it's tons of reading which i don't mind reading but it's just i can't do that when i'm watching king of the hill yeah and and god knows king of the hill is more important than phoenix right are you playing those fidget games these boys ain't right yep so you know i gotta pay my respects to hank so you know yeah no i, I, I do agree. like it's games. just one of those games like you said you really need to like all right i got an hour I'm gonna, you know, pop on some headphones and I'm just gonna give this all my attention. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I like those games, but uh, far and few between. You know, every once in a while I'll dive into it. I'm sure I'll go back to the third one at some point. But to be honest with you, it's not high on my priority list. And and you know what? Like it's just like I have the fifth one, and I I've been tempted to get like the trilogy, but it's like why would I get more when I still haven't beat one? You know? So it's just yeah. So I I'm glad they're still coming out and everything because, you know I think they're they're fun cool, adventure things but, you know, life happens. Yeah, I feel like the the fans of Phoenix Wright are super passionate too. So, for me, you know I'm happy just knowing that other people are, are getting to enjoy oh, them. Oh, that's know? really sweet, Casey. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm that kind of guy. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of the eShop business. Let's get into the top-selling hardware of July, and could you guess it's the Nintendo 3DS? What in the world could have sparked any interest in a Nintendo platform? Well, there's two things okay. that have that spark. One, I'm sure everyone knows, good old Pokemon Go. Oh, boy. The Pokemon sales themselves uh, are up. 80% year over year from last year so it is nice to see that the Pokemon Go has you know at least uh, ignited some people to plunge in and get a, a 3DS or a 2DS and uh, and jump back into some Pokemon goodness I got four words for Pokemon Go let's hear them. pretty fun I guess emphasis on I guess sure I mean I like it <laughs> No, I, like I said, it, it's a good time kill. Um, you know, when I when I go to like a new area that I haven't been in, I definitely always pull out you know the my phone to check. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to you know every once in a while, but like, oh, I got an egg hatching. You know, let's see what this is. But, um, like it's very passive for me. Yeah, and I think the I mean I just think the whole experience is just kind of dying down a little like everyone knew it would you know yeah i'm seeing i'm seeing reports that it's down quite a bit but you know what i i think that's the trajectory is that you they got all these people and even if they keep you know a small portion of hardcore fans like that'll keep fueling the fire as far as sales go oh yeah i'm not yeah good for pokemon go i don't mean any thing i i like it it's it's fun i play with my wife we go and we go can, and hunt pokemon yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good reason to get outside, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other reason, probably uh, has a little something to do with Monster Hunter Generations coming out. Yeah, that's uh, surprisingly. I mean, those games sell pretty well, don't they? Especially in Japan, um, huge. But even in Japan. even in America, you know. No, yeah, they've definitely. I think I feel like since from three to four to generations, I feel like. It's bringing more and more American gamers into the series. Um, it's become way more accessible. Uh, have you really dived much into the Hunter uh, Monster Hunter no, uh, games? I have never. I've played Monster Hunter Three Ultimate on Wii U for like two hours, um, 
which is nothing at all. Like it's nothing, and I I I liked it, but it, I just didn't understand it, and I didn't have enough time at the time to really dig into it, and I never came back to it. So. Yeah, you know what? With three, I I probably did the same thing. Two hours, and I, I never really got back into it. That was actually my first full retail download game for the Wii U. Um, Aww. Yeah, I remember it to this day. It was on sale, and I, and I jumped in. It was actually uh, shortly after I started listening to uh, Radio Free Nintendo, and they were talking about it, and I was like, screw it, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um wasted 20 bucks um <laughs> yeah there you go uh, but I, I did i did jump into four uh quite a bit i played probably 40 to 50 hours which might seem like a lot but for monster hunter really isn't all that much I mean, that's um, a good chunk i mean i played through the single player and i and i saw the credits roll but really where it comes into is uh the multiplayer and online play is really where that game shines and i never really got into that just because i didn't really know anyone um, you know, personally that played it and I didn't want to be that noob who jumped in online and screwed everything up. Sure. And I did pick up Generations um, because I'm a sucker. Uh, I played it for probably 15 hours or so and, and honestly it's more of the same. Um, they do get you into the action quicker so if you are interested I think Generations is the way to go. Okay. Um, I think I might yeah. pick that up sometime. Yeah, you know, if you can grab it on sale, uh, we could probably play online and we'd probably have a blast. Um, it, I mean, I love the gameplay of, you know, you go in and you're fighting these monsters. They're big, you know, takes 15, 20 minutes to, to down these monsters. But what really lost me is the, all right, I need this kind of gear. Let me see what drops this piece that I need to make the gear. All right, I got to kill this monster eight times, yeah. you know. and it, It's... That's where it loses me. Yeah. Um, but you know what? People love it, and it's pushing 3DS sales, so I like that. And yeah. uh, it actually, Monster Hunter Generations was the fourth overall selling software um, from all platforms, and that doesn't include digital sales, so it's probably even higher up. Cool. Moving on, uh, the Metroid 2 remake and Pokemon Uranium takedowns. Have you uh, really been following too much into this? Or? Uh, I've only been following the complaining and then the other people saying to not complain. But the actual ah. things I haven't been following. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know what they are. I, I, I can't play the... Like, I want to play Metroid 2 remake, but I want Nintendo to make it because I feel like they it is their responsibility and they should have done it a long time ago and i feel bad that other people had to do it for them and i i'm glad they did but i want to play it on my 3ds or my wii u yeah i i agree totally um i've seen screenshots and it looks awesome and from from everything i've heard uh people really enjoy it um a really well done remake and like almost like a, a zero mission feel to it like they, you know, like they, they made, they brought it up to date. You know, they yeah. they took they took what was there and just brought it into you know 2016. Yeah, I, I probably will end up playing it. See, but like you said, I just don't really enjoy gaming too much on my PC, and no. a game like that, I, I wanna, like you said, I wanna have a controller in my hand. I know I could probably get one for you know grab an Xbox controller or something, but you know, it's not for me. But now. I heard, I've heard some speculation, and I was sort of curious what your take is. Um, people knew that this remake was coming. It, it dropped on the 30th anniversary, so 
and like people knew it was coming around. Do you think Nintendo purposely let them release it before sending the takedown letters so that way it was out there so people could get it? Because we all know it's on the internet. People can go get it even though Nintendo took it down off the official site. I think they did 100%. Uh, that on purpose and I think that just like almost everything in life that there was no malicious nature on either side and um, I think that it just people have been miscommunicated and blown out of proportions and they assume things and that's what happens when you assume things and like to cause drama and they just like to cause drama that's actually the biggest thing (laughs) yeah yeah that I love the internet, but goddamn, sometimes does it suck. Yeah, it's... Yeah. But, no, like I said, it it seemed like it was just passionate people wanted to remake it, and you know what? I think it's really cool that there are people that are so passionate about, you know, these games that they they go through these, despite, like, they knew they were going to have to take it down, you know? It's like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, of course they did. And you know what? For them, it's like... Congratulations for making it. Um, I hope that it, it it gives them really good job opportunities in the future. Um, you know, I think that it will, and I think that I think that only good can come of it. It raises awareness for Metroid, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we all know needs more awareness. <laughs> yeah, we we need people looking into Metroid and picking up the greatest Federation force, and so we can have some people to play with. There you go. Yeah. Um. Along those lines, the Pokemon Uranium, I don't know as much about this. Um, aside from that, it's a completely original game. The These people made all new Pokemon, all new environments. You know, it's you can't you just know, make Pokemon. See, well, that's my biggest thing. I wonder why they didn't just brand it as a Pokemon clone with their own wrapping paper on it, and then they wouldn't have had to worry about a takedown. Um, I'm sure, obviously, it got a lot of press... Um, getting the takedown and being a, you know, quote-unquote Pokemon game, you know. But, I don't know, I just thought it was silly because from what I hear also, it, it it's pretty darn good. And the Pokemon, you know, they created were unique and creative. And I just, uh, I don't know why you'd want to hamstring your, yourself, you well, know, where... I think- I think that they wanted to they wanted to make Pokemon. Like they wanted to stick within that cherished and loved franchise, you know. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you have your Poke Center, like everything in the game, you have your gyms and you don't want to yeah, seem that like universe. Yeah, you don't want to seem just like a copy, you know, of, of a game and then people start thinking, This is just Pokemon but if you actually just make a Pokemon game and say, Hey, this is Pokemon, this <laughs> is what they were going for all along and it's awesome. You beat him to the punch. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And um, I guess, you know. I mean, I get, your, insert, I get your point, too. I mean, they could be making money, too. but. Yeah, I guess insert random generic name that's a Pokemon clone. Uh, it might have just fell to the wayside, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that pretty much wraps up the news. Um I think we're going to take another little breather, and when we come back, uh, we got something special for you guys. Yes, we've been keeping you in the dark about this topic. Because uh, it's going to be a good one, and I just want to let you guys not to go alone. Do not go alone. It's very dangerous to go alone. But you'll find out more about that in just a second.
Welcome back to Talk Nintendo Podcast. It is time for our feature of this episode. Now, Casey, what, there is a beloved Nintendo franchise that came out with a game last year um, that it was okay received, but it 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 was quickly forgotten. Quickly forgotten. That game is Triforce Heroes. Whew. Yeah, it's Zelda, Le- The Legend of Zelda, Triforce Heroes. Developed right. by Nintendo EPD and Grezzo, uh, what a game. Yes, what a game. Grezzo did, all, did the Majora's Mask and the Ocarina of Time ports, like, perfect. Those are amazing games. Everyone should be playing those, have played them. And then so they did this one as well. Um, yeah, they've sort of become like the the Zelda guys, you know, almost. Yeah, I mean, did they do Link Between Worlds? I don't think they did, did they? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, it's okay. If they did, sorry if we're not... I'll just assume they helped some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if, if, if nothing but uh, heart and uh, support, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yes, it came out uh, October 23rd, right before Halloween. You know, it's a Halloween game. Did you pick this game up on launch day? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, me too. I me too. love Four Swords. Um, Four Swords Adventures and me and my friend had just played through Four Swords on DSi. And it was a lot of fun. So I was really excited for this game. And when it came out, I was excited. I played it single player. and um, it, Your excitement died quickly, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was just like, oh, this would be fun with... For, with other, with two other people, you know, like it, it would be fun, but it, and it stinks because it kind of even though I knew it'd be fun with two other people, it still dwindled my excitement for the whole thing, and so I kind of just quickly put it away because it was too hard. I played with people online, bad communication. You have to play this game with someone that you can talk with while you're playing. So, which of course Nintendo doesn't make easy for you. But it did probably yield one of the greatest things of all time, and that is the pom-pom uh, cheerleading emoji. Yes. Among a couple other good emojis. Um, all of those. I had a, a similar experience with uh, to yours, is that I, I picked it up on launch day, and um, this was before you and I were friends. Um, I did, you know, I was a pretty much exclusively a single-player um, gamer, pretty much all around. Um and I played it, and I, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was charming. I, you know, the puzzles yeah, were creative. I liked it too. But it was just the fact that you had to pick up the uh, the what do they call them? Doppelganger? I don't even the the dolls or whatever. Yeah, um, I think, it, yeah. and like it wasn't so much that it was you know it really was terrible or anything. It just it it sort of became a little monotonous to like all right, well I got to pick you up throw you over there you gotta pick you up you know what i mean and like you gotta switch between it's like they took a three-player game and literally made you control each person one at a time (laughs) yeah 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 exactly um it was like i said i i could understand that like what it had to offer and i liked what it had to offer but i was not in the right environment for being able to enjoy it and i feel like a lot of people were in that same boat yeah but i mean a lot of people, because as of March 2016, total worldwide sales are at 1.14 million copies. 
so that's a that's a big seller, and you know that's that's what the Zelda title will do for a game. It has yeah. that power. Yeah, I mean, and then something that I never even thought of, even like before I bought it, but after I bought it, is that it has the Wind Waker aesthetic. You know, it I it, it doesn't have the link between worlds. Like it it looks different. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I love that aesthetic. I wish Link Between Worlds was like that. That would have been really cool. But yeah, um, the the Link Between Worlds. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Yeah, I'm in the this, same boat. I, I I just I love that game. I, I wish it's. I, I see what they were going for, and they were going for the original. Mm-hmm. But then it just kind of got mixed up and weird, and like at, in between different things, and yeah, it was just kind of weird. But it wasn't bad. It was fun. But speaking of aesthetic and presentation, this game is gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Every, yes. Like, it runs so fluid. It, the All the different zones are so different and cool. Um, and it's so weird. This game is so weird. Yeah, not, it, it's, it's bizarre. You're not in Hyrule. You're in Hytopia. And Zelda's nowhere to be found. Yeah, there is no I there's no Zelda in the whole game. But there is another princess. That's right. Styla. You get it? Styla. <laughs> yeah. This game is all about fashion, which is weird to say about a Zelda game. Um I'm used to red tunic, green tunic, blue tunic, boom. Not not a not tingle tights or the gust garb or you know all these strange suits and costumes and dresses very weird yeah and um you have to re- you have to you're not even rescuing the princess right you are trying to get her style back right yeah uh or something the, like that the, the lady the lady who is the uh the ganondorf of this game if you will <laughs> um she has, yeah, she's taken all the style away, and what did she, she put like a black, it almost looks like a black morph suit on her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's devastated, as as one would be in uh, Hytopia if you were not up to snuff with your fashion. But she's healthy and perfectly fine. But Well, oh, her, her well-being. That's what I mean. But, <laughs> oh, is, is the kingdom in disorder. They're in so much disorder that they have to find people that look like the Legend of Zelda hero <laughs> to to go to the Drab Lands and get... What are they getting at the end of them? Are they even getting anything? We're just working our way to the lady. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, the 3D is awesome in the game. It's... It's you know because it was made you could tell that it was made for 3ds like the concepts and everything because of the whole stacking idea you know yeah the the stacking idea is really cool um the it actually the uh with a an interview um from polygon uh during e3 hiromasa shikata uh said the element which uh from the ability to control the phantoms what really intrigued him and like brought out the idea of getting the multiplayer. So from I guess from that he stemmed on working on how to stack the players, and that's uh, you know probably the most important uh, element in this game. A lot of the puzzles have to do with being on different tiers. Um, 
you know, you could be running through an area where you need to hit a switch to your left, which is, you know, two tiers up, so you need to stack one person and they can shoot an arrow, and then quickly the third person needs to grab the, the, the two people and shoot one that's on the third tier on the right-hand side. Yes. So there's a lot of uh, working together, you know, whether it be, you know, throwing, um, stacking and throwing people up to a, an area you wouldn't normally be able to reach, or, you know, throwing a person across um, an, an area and then they can boomerang you past, you know, you back over that hole. Right. The, uh, the focal point is uh, teamwork. Yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea, just like Casey did, uh, like, there are parts where one of you has a fireball, fireball, and others have an arrow, and you literally have to hold the fire and then shoot the arrow all the way across the screen... I mean, it's just so cool. Like, yeah, the the items are really interesting. Um, so what will generally happen is you'll enter... Um, there's eight zones, and within each zone, there's four levels. And within each level, there's beating four. it... Yeah, there's beating it normal, and then there's three different challenges for each one. Yeah. So there's a lot of content. Uh, oh, I my believe, goodness. What's yes. 128? Yep. It was the number? Yeah, 128 so you, different challenges. So when you go into a zone or go into each level, there'd be three items um, presented that you can grab, and there's a whole ton of different items, and obviously these items will uh, be needed depending on what challenges are ahead. So you also got to, right off the bat, you're communicating with, all right, who's grabbing what item, you know, what role am I going to take in this level? Yes, um... So the different challenges in there, like, for instance, one of them is pop all the balloons. Which, and, that one's pretty easy. Generally. Well, right. I mean, it's because it's not really stressful. You're not against the clock. I guess some of them, or some of them probably you're against the clock. I can't remember. The don't but, you pop. Know, <laughs> it's the ones that are the don't pop the balloons. Those are so hard and so scary because you'll get to the very end, and then little Nintendo sneaks a, a balloon right you know where like there's one part where there's a long hallway so you dash well that's exactly what i was hallway, thinking about yeah at the end of the hallway there's a balloon at the end that you can't stop yourself and then you have to repeat the whole thing so it's funny i mean it was never anything it was so much fun so it was never it was never annoying it was a very fun game to play um i should say that we had another guy that played with us the whole time so we were all in the same skill level, and it was a lot of fun. Um, that is definitely the best environment to play, which I know um, is difficult to do. Let, you know, let, let, have one person, let alone uh, two people, that can commit the time to all jump in at the same time. Yeah. But honestly, um, this is a, a kind of game where if I was reviewing it, there would have to be two scores. The single player, which... You know, I would say is a a, a, a a slightly above average game in the sense that like I could still appreciate the charm and everything that's going on, but it just wasn't that much fun to play. But the multiplayer aspect, when you have a full group, like you said, that can talk on Skype, it's just it's one of the funnest games on 3DS when you're in that environment. Yeah, um, uh, the bosses are so cool in this game like some of the coolest uh zelda bosses are in this game and you i mean it, it clicked with me 
at one point like in the second world that I was like this is not like a four swords game this is a cooperative Zelda game like a it's basically like a Zelda dungeon game that you play with other people um, and it's in it's not similar to four swords it really isn't the only thing I can think of is like maybe the cooperative doing things with uh, you know your friends but like it's not it's a very short section levels you know and you have short objectives but then you get going and you do these puzzles and it's and then when you get to the boss and it's they're all unique in how you have to work together it is so much fun it is it is a very well made game um, and uh, it's one of those things that if if you can I mean, I, it's one of those. Th it's it's the game that you should make time for and seek out a couple of people and play it. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, I know that's hard. Um, you could totally play random online with people uh, and beat the first. You know, just beat the game. But if you really want to get into the challenges, uh, a lot of them get really tough. Um, really, a lot of communication needed, which again goes back to not having uh, voice chat which is sort of a bummer but what I've noticed the biggest difference between uh, Four Swords and Triforce Heroes is I felt like Four Swords could get pretty trolly um, you know like you could you know have fun and troll your 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 compadres um, but in Triforce right. you right. actually you all share a heart pool so and those, you know, if if you grab your your buddy and you jump off the edge together, that's two hearts gone right there. Right. And they go quick. And you know, when you get into the later challenges, there's uh, challenges where double damage, and you do half the damage. So now you're talking about being in a room with six guys, and you get hit once, you're losing two hearts a clip, and you need to hit them twice as many times to kill them. It's hard. The game is so hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, our, our running joke was, uh, oh, yeah, you would totally be able to do this with a random person, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, with emojis saying, over here! And, <laughs> no! no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I will say with the voice chat, I that makes no difference to me that the 3DS does not have a voice chat just because... If you look at any other thing that uses that microphone, it's a horrible microphone, and it wouldn't work, and it would just use up memory, and it, you know, Skype works just as well across everything. So, I, I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't really knock that against it. I mean, I guess the best way would be if you're in a room with three people, but it's pretty much the same if you're skyping with three people too. Um, I guess you probably wouldn't have any. Oh, there is one really bad thing. Yeah. Really unfortunate is that if any of you has a, a weak connection at any point, it just stops the whole game and you have to restart the whole thing. And that mm -hmm. is a bummer. I mean, that probably caused probably like two hours of time throughout the entire thing for us. And just, just a heads up, we, we probably played 45, give or take, hours uh, yeah. to complete. Yeah. We completed every mission, and um, we unlocked, I think I was missing, like, two costumes. Yeah, I'm missing just one. Um, but, but speaking of costumes, oh, well, 
Well, he, I I guess I just wanted to say I don't want to. I want you. We want you to really enjoy this game, and not. I don't want to tell you everything about it. Um, I think it's so fun. I mean, the whole time, even after I had completed it, I, we were finding stuff ab- about it. You know, little things we could do, little tricks we could learn, and. Um, you know, so I don't want to spoil the game for you, but we will talk to you about some of the sweet costumes. Yeah, and just yeah, there's um, as you go, you uh, when you complete missions, the levels you get, you run down a long corridor, and there's three chests up there, and you grab one, and you unlock a, a material, and there's usually you know there's two of the same material, and then there's one uh, a third that's just the lone material. Ultimately, I, I think they're all just random, but it does feel nice to get that one that no one else got. Yep. <laughs> you know, just a little, you know, a little rub it in your, your uh, partner's faces. But as you go, you get materials, and then you could go and um, you get these dresses, armors, you know, different kind of suits made. And Garbs. each one... Yep, yeah, the garb. That's my favorite, the Gus <laughs> garb. And uh, these each costume has a different use. So the kokiri... When you grab the arrow, normally you shoot one arrow, but if you're wearing the Kokiri suit, you shoot three arrows, uh, you know, one straight and then one to the left and right at an angle. And Very convenient. Yeah, the you know, um, it's fun when you start getting into the challenges to, like, look and think, okay, like, the items available are the Gust, gar, uh, the gust Jar, which is an amazing item, by the way, the Boomerang, and the Arrow. So, if everyone has a suit, you know, there's a suit to make the boomerang stronger. Um, you know, there's a suit that makes the Gus Garb, uh, the Gus Garb shoot, yeah, shoot stronger and wider. So, there, it's cool to be able to mix and match depending on what your challenge is and, yeah. um, you, know, you know, what will be the best tools for any given level. Like, one of the suits is you can't, you can't fall on the sand in the, in the, uh, in the desert uh, place and um, so it's awesome because then you can all just stack on that one guy and he can walk around and you can never fall you know so it's just and you can always use stuff to your advantage so it's really fun figuring out like what's what they do and how you can use them and then it's really satisfying when you really use your suit as efficiently as possible it's just I think that's the heart of the game is is really the customization of and figuring out well who's going to wear this and what item are you going to use and I'm going to use you know the boomerang you know and it's just it it's a lot of fun just delegating and um and then and then you have your part you know it's like you 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 are a part of a team and you have things that you have to do and it just all this sets up for an amazing game I mean one of the best experiences that I've ever had on any video game ever, and definitely on 3DS. Me too. I, I've I've found that, uh, like I said earlier, I'm predominantly a single player gamer. But when I think back to my fondest memories of gaming, it's generally multiplayer, and um, you know a lot of that stemmed back from when uh, I was younger and I had neighbors. You know, we play Gaunt Legends. You know, four player on the N64, or even. Um, Four Swords for uh, for Game Boy with the uh, Link to the Past. Me and my cousin, I remember playing that and beating that. 
So it was really refreshing to jump into this game and really, you know, hammer through it and beat all, you know, every single challenge. It, it, it was really satisfying. Um, what I wanted to touch on was not only uh, did they, um, you know, have all this content, but they actually ended up adding free DLC um, a couple months after the game launched. Uh, which was the Den of Trials. I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit. Um, I will say that it is awesome, um, and to definitely beat that before you beat the game. Yeah, especially if you're doing the challenges. Uh, there's a nice reward down uh, at the bottom. Yep. It's, it's uh, awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and We're not for- going to spoil it, though. And for free DLC, it really, you know, it added, uh, generally we were playing, you know, like two-hour sessions to maybe maybe sometimes a little longer. Um, we had a whole night just doing that as a session, and it, I, would, I will say that the Den of Trials is a little bit more combat-oriented, where a lot of the other stuff has combat, but it's more puzzly. So it was a nice, uh, a nice curveball to throw, especially for free DLC. So oh, it, it's perfect. It it's really shows you that fun. they really, you know, cared about this game, and uh, you know, it, it was really nice to see that that they added that. Yeah. Well, I think our final verdict on this game is two thumbs up. Am I right? Well, with my two, that makes four thumbs up. Four thumbs up. There um, you go. Like I said, I mean, if you really don't have any anyone to play with and you're just relying on random people online, I won't lie to you, it it you know, it might not be the best pickup. If you could get it on sale cheap, you know, it, you could probably still have some fun with it, but you really if you really want to dive into the challenges, which honestly were probably the most fun part of the game for me personally, um I think, you know, I think you would agree that the challenges are really where it, it yes. gets great, you know? Uh, yes. So I, I would recommend it um, if you can get it for a price. But if you have a friend or if you have two friends that would be down to play and you could definitely, you know, get sessions of three people, a literal no-brainer. A no-brainer. Yep. Uh, if you don't have the game and you can't play with friends and you don't plan on doing it, I wouldn't buy the game. Uh, if you have the game you need to get a couple friends and do it. So, that's yeah. that's all that's my thing. But yeah, yeah. Re- reach out on Twitter or, you know, um I know Reddit had a Triforce Heroes um subreddit where people, you know, I don't know how active it is. I haven't checked lately, but they do have people looking to play. So, if if you can find a way to play it, it it's a lot of fun. Um but one thing we did forget to touch on a little bit was uh the sound, um the music. Oh, but the nice thing is is they have been listening to different bits and pieces as we've been talking. That's so true. So you can tell for yourself how amazing and, and you know, European-inspired the music is, which is, you know, completely different for any Zelda game you've ever heard, really. Yeah, it's got a nice flavor to it, you know, that, like you said, it's not your normal uh, Hyrule uh, fare, you know, like, you know, what you have come to expect from Zelda games, which are, you know, they're always great, but like you said, it's got a nice, a nice little flavor to it that, you know, is, is so unique, but really, uh, it matches the whole style of the game. Definitely. So let's take a little break right now and we'll come back and we will wrap things up.
with a special little new segment. Well, everything's new, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. We we are a brand new podcast. There but you go. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back with some some nice little treat for you, and then we'll close out the show. to jump into a little something we call Craigslist Finds. And I think Perry's got some good stuff to talk about. Yes. This is going to be quick, but um, one of the things I do is I look on Craigslist and I find video games and I sell them on Amazon. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to tell you about a little stuff that I get. Um, Like, for instance, this morning. Um, So my Craigslist find of the episode is a PlayStation Vita with Persona 4 Golden. Amazing game. Amazing. And Final Fantasy X and X2 HD, um, along with a black Nintendo 3DS XL with Bravely Default. Uh, have, have you played Bravely Default? I have not. Do you plan on keeping that? I don't think so, because now I'm going to get to what they're worth on uh, Amazon. So, um, if you look on Amazon, I found out that the black 3DS XLs have been going up in price like crazy. Uh, I just sold one a few months ago for like 95 bucks, but they're up to the $140 range. So, yeah, so I... They really do look nice, um, and I, I feel like I don't see the all-black 3DS that often. Yeah, they're awesome. So that's worth about 140 bucks. Uh, the Bravely Default game is actually a sought-out game, even more than Bravely Default 2. It's a, it's worth about 30 bucks. So that's we're not at bad. no. So we're at about 170, and then uh, with the Vita, we have it at about 107. Uh, so we'll go with 105 for that. So let's see, it was at 275. That'll work. Uh, Persona is a good 10 bucks game, so 285. And then we have Final Fantasy uh, 10 and 10-2, of course. You gotta have a sequel to a numbered game. <laughs> um, and that's going for about 13 bucks. So let's see, what was that bring this to? About 300. And you you paid a hundred? And I paid a hundred for it. I'm telling you, I I don't know where you find these. Well, clearly you find them on Craigslist, but 
Yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, I bet if you're listening to this, I bet you could do it too on your Craigslist. All you got to do is just look for it. Um, and you can sell them on Amazon uh, right from your house. Print off labels and ship them right from your house. You literally don't have to go anywhere. So it's pretty fun. Uh, and you know what you do uh, when you sell all those? You got plenty of cash to look exactly. into some Triforce heroes. There you go. <laughs> um, and for instance, I just checked my mail and I already sold my 3DS XL for 140 bucks. So I'm already 40 bucks in profit right now. So I think I'm gonna keep the Vita, and because uh, I actually just sold my Vita a couple months ago, I'm gonna keep this one though. You should and, keep Persona uh, 4. I am. I'm probably gonna play that. So Dude, there you that, go. That game's amazing. But <laughs> so there you go. There's a $200. That's my. Uh, that's the score this round. 200 bucks for my Vita. Craigslist find. Well, that's just if I did sell if I did sell the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be it for the Craigslist finds. The old Craigslist finds. I don't it's, know how much I'll be contributing to that. I used to I used to check out the fi- uh, Craigslist quite a bit, but I tell you what, uh, Long Island is freaking. They must have some serious hunters out there. I, I don't find much, but. Mm-hmm. On that note, I believe uh, that brings us to a conclusion for tonight's episode. That's right. This has been a long episode. Yeah, I have a feeling. I do have a feeling that most episodes are going to be a little long. But you know what? If we're talking and we're having a good time, who cares? Giddy up. Giddy up. Now, some uh, house cleaning stuff here at the end. You can find us on Twitter at TalkNintendoPod. That's TalkNintendoPod. Uh, Twitter like handle. Sweet band. Yep, Twitter handles can't be longer than that, otherwise we'd add the cast to it. You can email us at Nintendo uh, Podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, any feedback. We would love to hear um, You know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you might like to hear us talk about. And another thing that you might want to email us for is for the competition that we are holding that I haven't told Casey about until right now. <laughs> Uh, this is news to me too, fellas. Yeah, so we have our theme song that you have heard already, but you haven't heard all of it. Uh, I want you to go to soundcloud.com slash talknintendopod, just like our uh, our Twitter, and uh, listen to it all the way, and I want you to find every single Nintendo theme uh, that you can, and send, them, send us an email, and you could win a $10 eShop card. That's pretty sweet right there. Yeah, so it's and, fun anyway. And it's a, a badass track uh, made by the one and only Perry Burkham. Uh, he did a fantastic job with that. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank and, you. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, so I think that I think you actually will enjoy it, and if you listen to N- Nintendo Podcasts, I think you're going to be able to identify these themes. So, uh, yeah, and in fact, I think we're going to close out the show with that but we're not ready to close out yet because we got to give out our individual twitter handles yep uh you can find me casey gibson at at case underscore jets that's c-a-s-e underscore j-e-t-s like the new york jets let's go baby let's go baby (laughs) and you you can find me at pear 
I'm just I was trying to make up a joke with my name, half of it, and then a pro team, but I don't really follow <laughs> pro team. So the joke failed. But mine's just at P Burkum. P B U R K U M. P Burkum. But most importantly, more important than those two, at Talk Nintendo Pod on Twitter and talk Nintendo podcast at gmail.com. Follow us. Uh, we're going to get this up on iTunes and all that jazz. Uh, and you can follow everything we're doing on that Twitter handle. And then if you want to shoot us, you know, anything, just stop and say hello. I mean, just say hello. Hello. I mean, we like communication, right? Yep. Yeah. We want to, uh, eventually we would love to have, um, you know, a listener mail or, you know, Q and a, um, obviously that you know won't come probably early because we're gonna have to build up fan base but unless unless you want to ask questions right now yeah I mean you know what even if we get one question we'll answer it as long as it's not ridiculous but you know what even if it is ridiculous I don't care yeah but you know at this point we're just rambling so I uh, just want to thank everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next time giddy up giddy up <laughs>